I'm Bree, and this is the Love, Sex, and Magic Podcast, a weekly discussion of love, sex, astrology, spirituality, and everything in between. Okay, consistency. Look at me. Numbers one. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Love, Sex, and Magic podcast. I am Brie Renee. As the intro said, um, we're gonna, you know, you know, I like to jump right into things. Definitely still gonna start this episode with a tarot card draw, but we're also gonna discuss the great social media outage of 2021 um, that involved Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And, you know, if you got international hoes, more than likely you have WhatsApp. (laughs) So, yeah, my WhatsApp was down. I'm not real excited about it. Um, But we got the Ten of Cups, which tens always signal completion of a cycle. Um, So it's really a good card to get if you think about it, because... With it being um, Mercury retrograde, Ten of Cups means that something is completed, which means that it, Mercury retrograde can't really fuck it up too bad. <laughs> um, but it's um, all about like being content, emotional satisfaction, um, joy, happiness. Um, it really depends on the context that you apply the card to as to what part of your emotions are having this um completion of said cycle because uh, cups represent water water represents emotions and feelings your connections to other people and then of course 10 cards in tarot completion of a cycle i always explain it like that the ace through 10 is a journey um in whatever suit it's in tarot wise so ace through 10 is a journey where you're meant to learn a life lesson the court cards are where you've now reached a certain level different levels of mastery basically Um, And you get to apply that to new situations in your life until you reach like the king card or whatever. So bear that in mind for the week. Um, Ten of Cups, very positive, good shit. Now, on to this social media outage. So I didn't even notice until someone told me (laughs) because... Majority of my social media posts on my business page, I pre-schedule to go out based on like the other content that I'm putting out during the week. So I didn't notice until somebody called me and was like, yo, Facebook's down, Instagram's down, what's going on? And I'm like, Mercury Retrograde's going on. What do you mean? (laughs) Um, Y'all think Facebook got something special to avoid Mercury Retrograde? Hell no. And then all the shit they be doing that they ain't supposed to be doing. You think the universe is not aware? (laughs) God is aware. Like, the fuck? Um, But yeah, so I happened to take a peek at Facebook's natal chart, their birth chart of, and it has two. It has when, um, as Bootsy would say, Mark Zuckerberger, the date that he put, like he created it and it went live from his computer. And they also did one for the date when it made its first trade in 2012. So I think it went, it worked on his computer like early 2000s and then they made their first trade in 2012. So there's two different um, charts for Facebook itself because you can do 
NATO charts for events and things happening. Like people have done a NATO chart for the United States and things of that nature. So, and then also people have speculated on Mark Zuckerberg's NATO chart, but nobody knows what time he was born. It's not published. So they normally, when you don't know exactly what time you were born, they either go by sunrise or 12 noon. Uh, for a natal chart, it may not be as accurate, but still usually pretty accurate because that's the day you were born. Um, so I will say, um, again, it is Mercury retrograde. We're in the throes of Mercury retrograde. We're like a week in now. Um, the shadow period lasts for two weeks before and two weeks after. And then the official Mercury retrograde started on September 27th. It's going to end on October 18th. Um Generally speaking, um, unless you have some major shit going on, Mercury retrograde is just going to affect communication, electronics, things of that nature. So it's always recommended don't start any new business deals, don't sign any contracts, don't make any major purchases during Mercury retrograde. But um, I'm a big believer in live your fucking life. And if you are prepared, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So you can prepare for the effects of Mercury retrograde. Make sure you're saving things to a backup drive. Make sure you are, if you are going to make a large purchase, make sure that you've done your research. Make sure you've read these contracts. Make sure that you are fully um, evaluating everything before making that decision and you should be fine. So let's move on to astrology this week. The main, there's two things happening besides being in the middle of Mercury retrograde. If you really think about it, astrology wise, retrogrades happen with multiple planets year round. Mercury retrograde just gets a bad rap because of the problems that it can create if you're not on your shit or if you have shit that you've been avoiding working on as far as shadow work or shit in your relationships that gets highlighted because of the communication, because Mercury is the planet of communication, thought processes, things like that. So again, if you are doing what you're supposed to do and prepared, you'll be fine during a Mercury retrograde. I think Mercury goes retrograde like four, three or four times a year. So you can't just be like, oh no, Mercury retrograde, what am I going to do with my life? And then spend like a month every year not doing shit, like three or four months a year, individual months not doing shit because Mercury retrograde. You have to continue to live your life. Um, So we do have a new moon happening on Wednesday, October 6th. I do believe it peaks at like 7 or 7.05 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, this new moon is in the sign of Libra and remember we're still in Libra season. So it's a whole lot of Libra energy. This moon is all about, um, hopefully committing to embodying the positive energies of Libra. So this is all about, um, Libra is all about balance and fairness and justice. So you want to focus on And, you know, new moons um, is a good time to start fresh, a new clean slate, things like that. So you really want to focus on strengthening your negotiation skills um, because in relationships, whether it's business, romantic, whatever, everybody should be getting benefited to some extent. Um, If I'm 
in some sort of relationship and both parties are not experiencing benefits from it, why are we here? So this is all about improving negotiation skills um, and focusing on compromising um, without, hmm, what's a good word? Compromising without rolling over or without letting someone walk all over you. It's about making sure that your needs are still being met in this process. Um, So with that said, peace and harmony are the goals here, but you have to find balance um, through commitment, through making an effort, through um, making sure that, again, your relationships are mutually beneficial. So especially then you have this new moon, wants you to work on communication, wants you to work on finding balance. During this Mercury retrograde, there's like four other planets in um, retrograde right now. So, and then I think we have Pluto turning direct on the same day on October 6th. So all that energy, um, Pluto, I believe has been retrograde in Capricorn. Again, Pluto is the farthest planet away. So it moves the slowest. Um, it spends a lot of time in each sign and it spends a lot of time in retrograde. I'm pretty sure it's in retrograde like five or six months out of the year. And you guys don't know it's in retrograde. So theoretically, you don't know that it's affecting you when it really is. Pluto is a planet of transformation. Pluto is a planet of like death and um, change and things like that. So all of these things when in retrograde are at the forefront because it's time for you, retrogrades always mean it's time for you to turn inward and work on whatever that whatever that planet and that sign's energies are, those are the things that you need to turn inward and evaluate. When, for, when planets are moving direct or in their normal direction, it's when you focus on the outward stuff. So again, Clerk, uh, Clerkury, Jesus, that is not a planet. Pluto turns direct in Capricorn, um, on the 6th as well. And then we have on October 7th, Venus is going to move into Sagittarius. So Venus was in Scorpio. So Scorpio energy is very, very intense. And Venus is a planet of love and art and culture. So everything has been very like intense and like smoldering and like passionate and deep. And it's moving from that to Sagittarius which of course Sagittarius is a fire sign, so it does have intense moments, but the energy is way less um, obsessive, way less focused, um, way less intimate. Where Scorpio is very much focused on intimacy and and kind of um, building that emotional, even, even though they try to avoid it, I will tell you, I always tell people, a Scorpio is just a cancer in a leather jacket. So emotions are there. They just try to hide them because they don't, they want to manipulate you before you manipulate them. So with that said, it's all about now moving from that kind of super focused, super obsessive, super passionate to more of a, um, it's like psychology versus sociology. So moving from the individual to the whole Sagittarius love is universal. Um, this is more about being adventurous as far as like relationships, romance, things of that nature. It's about being adventurous and being straightforward um, when approaching these types of things, dealing with love, dealing with 
being with someone or pursuing someone or dating or not dating. It's about being straightforward, being blunt and getting to the point. Um, It's not going to be intricate. It's going to be less complex. The focus is going to be more on truth and like higher self and attaining goals and focusing more on having fun with your partner than it is on getting super deep and getting super emotional in your feelings and being vulnerable with your partner, which is not a bad thing because relationships should still be fun. They should still be exciting for people. They should still be, everything doesn't have to be like climb into my skin and be with me forever. It it can be, I just swallow a piece of ice whole, Jesus. Um, it can just like it for drinking while I'm recording. Um, it can be, let's go to Dave and Buster's and have fun. Let me whoop your ass at this arcade on these video games. Let's go jump in the swimming pool. Let's go on a random road trip. And we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna pick an amount of time to drive in this direction. And we're just gonna go in that direction. Wherever we end up is where we're gonna hang out for the day. Um, you know, within reason, of course, because this is America. But All of these things are happening in the middle of the week, basically, um, this week. So be aware. Um, Always try to give you guys this astrology this week so you have a little bit of an idea of the energies you're going to be surrounded by during the week so that you can plan accordingly, Um, especially the new moons and the full moons in case you want to do new moon and full moon rituals. Um, And then any kinds of retrogrades because they do affect us. Um, whether we know they're happening or not. Um, I think a couple other planets are coming out of retrograde this month as well. So we do get the experience having that kind of energy moving around. So moving on to the Dear Breezy segment. Um, I had, wasn't directly a Dear Breezy, but it is something that I wanted to um, address because it is kind of, a common thing that I see of um, happening to people that are on their spiritual journey as far as them feeling isolated and them feeling like people don't take them seriously now that they're spiritual, now that they want to look into tarot, now that they're starting to look into astrology, now that they're starting to look into things that are considered taboo or alternative forms of spirituality or prayer or whatever, now they're starting to feel isolated because it is different from the norm. So even though all this woo-woo, you know, astrology and spirituality and hoodoo and things of that nature are becoming more mainstream, they're still considered alternative. They're still considered taboo. So um, it's just a matter of understanding that um, isolation is a part of the process. You also have to keep in mind, it is human nature to box, put people in a box, to categorize people. Um, it's human nature to do that. So people have already categorized you in the nice, neat box with a bow on top of the box that they are have put you in. So you're there. That's what it is. That is what they think of you when they see you. So when you start to differentiate yourself from that and do something that is not what they have in their head for you, you are causing change. Change equals discomfort for most people. So that is uncomfortable for them to see you pursuing 
um, a different path than the one that they had you on in their head. And you also have to think um, misery loves company. So you might be super happy in your experience or you might be going through some shit in your experience. And either way, from the outside looking in, it's different. It's the unknown. It's weird. It's scary to them because they had different thoughts for you or different plans for you in their head. So again, the isolation, the feeling like nobody supports you, the feeling like you're alone or like you don't know where you're supposed to be, you are always exactly where the fuck you are supposed to be. The universe or God or whatever you believe in does not put you in a situation without it being meant for you to be there. Um, And I say that with a grain of salt because I do believe there are situations that we don't put, that the universe doesn't put us in, that they put other people in that just happen to affect us as well. So that's why I kind of don't completely jig with the law of attraction because there are just genuinely bad people in this world and you might be at the wrong place at the wrong time and something bad happened to you. Shit happens. Life happens. It is a part of it. So again, when you are on your spiritual journey and you start to get further than people, you have to meet people where they are or leave people where they are. You cannot dwell on it. You have to move forward. Do not let other people hold you back from achieving what you need to achieve. That's not how it works. The longer you let people hold you back from doing what you need to do, the longer your spiritual journey is going to take and the more fucking times you have to reincarnate on this earth as someone else to relearn those same fucking lessons when you could just learn them the first time around. Easier said than done, but it is what it is. So isolation is a part of the process. It sucks. We're human. We want to socialize. That's what we're meant to be doing. But in order to elevate, you have to isolate. And that is what it is. It fucking sucks. Your tribe is out there. Your tribe is is a thing. It exists. We're not, again, it's human nature. We're not meant to be alone. The universe is not going to make you be alone unless it's a necessity to get you to a point of where you need to be next. So now <laughs> let's get to the where the magic happens segment. So what we'll be discussing in this segment is a ritual or practice that you can incorporate into your spiritual journey or your spiritual practice in order to, you know, do big things, do better things, and do more things. So with that said, we will be talking about manifestation in general. I feel like I have maybe gone over this in a previous season, or I have touched on ways to manifest, but I've never really, that I can remember, gone into what manifesting is in general um, without using the processes Um, And then just like general rules for manifestation. So manifesting is cultivating the experience of what it is you want to feel and then living and believing in that experience so that you can allow it to come into fruition. So what that means is um, deciding what it is you want and then believing that you already have it so that it is given to you by the universe. So 
Um, this does play into like law of attraction and things, but you guys know I have mixed feelings about the law of attraction because of the way that it implies that when bad stuff happens to you, it's your fault. We live in a world where racism exists, where oppression exists, where discrimination exists. So I don't truly believe that, you know, I bring discrimination upon myself whole heart like Yes, I could manifest that because I could go into situations worried about that, which would manifest it for me. But sometimes I go into situations without that on my heart and it still happens. So um, manifesting isn't necessarily about getting things given to you. It's more so about um, allowing things to come to you if that makes sense. So manifesting is all about relinquishing relinquishing control of the how. So you can't manifest stuff and be so specific as to how it gets. You can't be like, I, I need $100 specifically from this. It's just, I need $100. Let it come to me um, without harm or hurt to anyone, including myself. That way it's not, oh, you get $100 cause somebody, or $100,000 because somebody died. So um, with manifestation, intention and words are paramount. Those are the most important things. Um, what you have to do again is to harness that belief and harness that power, like whatever it is that motivates you and motivates your desire for things, you need to figure out what that is. And from there, um, use that to bring in whatever it is that you would like to manifest. This, um, And it's hard to find the correct wording for this because I don't want people to think that this is set and like, this is the only way. There's multiple ways because the same way that we you know, um, half-ass manifest bad shit to happen to us just by saying bad shit is happening um, is the same way that you could, if you could get to that same state of mind, but on a positive note, attract things that you actually want and desire. Um, this is basically a collaboration. Manifestation is a collaboration between you and the universe to create whatever world you want to live in. So um, let's go over some things you can do or that you need to avoid in order to manifest. So again, manifestation is not just, I think it, so I, it's going to happen. There is work involved. Everything is not just going to magically be handed to you. Um, you can write all the affirmations in your journal and make the biggest vision board, Um but that is not going to bring you what you need. You actually have to do the work. Um, not saying anything is wrong with vision boards or affirmations. I do both. Um, and they help as far as letting me get clear on what it is that I want. But when it's all said and done, I still have to do the work to open up space for all the things that I desire to come to me. So keep that in mind. You can't just, I know I always say like set it and forget it for the things you manifest, but you can't be like, I need a hundred K and then not do any work to bring, to open a path for money to come to you. So 
The next thing is you have to learn to trust the universe and trust that the universe has your best interest at heart. So again, relinquishing control um, and knowing that whatever you do receive is meant for your greater or higher good or your greatest self instead of getting whatever it is that you want. So not saying you won't have exactly what you want, but you cannot control the outcome. So like you can't go into it thinking, oh, I want to manifest this promotion at work and put so much energy into that, that you block yourself from getting another opportunity. What if another company wants to come in and offer you a better job and a better benefits package, but you're so focused on, you know, getting you're so focused on that specific thing that you you won't allow the universe to open you up to better prospects and better things. So you have to learn to kind of surrender and trust that the universe is guiding you to where you need to be. So if the reason you want that promotion is because of money, or if the reason you want that promotion is because of say, um, you want a corner office, manifest the corner office. It does not have to be, you can manifest that office down to the color of the handles on the desk, but you cannot be at a point where you're not open to how it's going to happen for you. That could happen at a different company instead of, you know, you trying to manifest the, the supervisor to die so you can have their job or something like that. So again, um, keep that in mind when you are manifesting things. Your next thing is learn to let go and and again, to trust. You send it out to the universe, whether that be through prayer, through affirmation, through whatever, and trust that it's going to come to you in the best form possible. The next thing is you cannot force things to happen. Again, manifesting is all about letting go and allowing things to just work out for you and remembering that things happen um, for you and not to you. So you can't go into it thinking you're going to control exactly how it's going to happen. Um, Like I said, let go of the how and focus on the what. So you can't be like stressed out about small stuff. You can't always... um, avoid dealing with certain things that could be preventing you from getting what it is. Um, and you can't like repeatedly try to collect data on other people's situ- like that. Those are all like signs that you're probably a control freak and you need help. <laughs> so please go to therapy. Um, with that, what you really need to focus on is Make sure that whatever it is that you want to manifest is based in good, based with good intent, with good um, emotions. I know I talk about manifesting money a lot because that's majority of the people I talk to. That's what they're manifesting is like abundance. Um, I want good health. I want wealth. I want happy. um, I want happiness. I want joy. So when you're manifesting those kinds of things. You have to make sure that the things that you're manifesting are mostly positive. There's a lot um, that goes into that. Is this backed with like um, inspiration and um, maybe like service to others 
in mind. If, if I want to bring joy um, and things to my highest self or move myself up to my greatest good, how can I cultivate joy um, and contribute to the lives of others? Um, you also need to spread, like you don't have to be you know, mid meditation to manifest things. You can do things like affirmations. Um, you can just randomly repeat your affirmation in the middle of your workday while you're at your desk. You know, like it's not required that you have, you know, a whole crystal grid with sacred geometry and your green money candle lit. You can just do like even journaling, whatever helps you feel connected, helps you to stay grounded, but still feel connected to um, whatever spirit, universe, God that you believe in. Um, when you are compartmentalizing and saying, I can only manifest, you know, the 30 minutes before I leave for work, or I can only manifest if I meditate that day, um, you're kind of cutting yourself off from the flow of energy required to go through your life to help you to create that space for what it is you're manifesting. So ways that you can make manifesting a part of your everyday life is to commit to meditation. Um, even if you're just emptying your mind and sitting in stillness and quietness for a couple of minutes and focusing on your breath to make sure that you're grounded, you need to um, definitely show gratitude for everything that you already have because there are people with less. And then you have to be able to take a moment to get focused on what it is that you want so that you can attract whatever it is that you want. With that said, I'm going to end the episode here. I'm not trying to talk you guys' ears off for an hour. I don't really have anything planned for the love and sex segment since we already have talked about sex magic, which is a form of manifestation through solo or partnered sex. So you can um, subscribe to the newsletter and get a few emails a week about what's going on with Love, Sex, and Magic Co. And shop for spiritual products such as crystals, sage, and other things at www.lovesexandmagic.co. Um, you can also subscribe to this podcast, give it five stars on whatever you listen to it on. That would be greatly appreciated. And... If you are in need of things for an event, a wedding, a retreat, um, whatever, you need stuff for gift bags, um, you're a business and you want to sell Love, Sex, and Magical products in your store, um, you can definitely order those from www.lovesexandmagic.co slash shop. You can also read the blog there. There is so much information for you to be able to learn. There's so many products for you to be able to buy and have your experiences with. So hit me up through that, or you can email at lovesexandmagicblog at gmail.com, or you can keep up with Love, Sex, and Magic Co. or me, Bri Renee, at Love, Sex, and Magic Co. on Instagram, all one word, all lowercase, everything is spelled correctly, at Love, Sex, and Magic Co. On Twitter, it is at Love, Sex, Mag Co. And then on Facebook, you would just search Love, Sex, and Magic Co. It is paramount that you put the co on the end so you can find me. Make sure you look for the label, the label, the logo with the moon and the star. And you know, my favorite color is purple. So look for the purple in that. So with that, I will leave you guys to, to it for the next week. 
Um, please stay focused. Please make it through this Mercury retrograde in one piece. It is not as bad as you all think it is. I promise.